time for the September 5th, 2014 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review. A cheerfully negative recap of the last 168 hours of history. This is KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine. Broadcasting from the University of California, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And finally... There's my little doggy. Get on with it, Mahler. Has he been doing any? I haven't really seen much of him. I've been gone a lot this week. I haven't seen hardly any of him all week. He's going over to see our uh, Chancellor Gilman. Oh. Our new Chancellor. You know, he was the interim Chancellor. Yeah. Has he been? And I'd like to. should we welcome Bestow? Chancellor yeah, Gilman? Yeah, we should. I, we might be the first KUCI uh, broadcast to welcome yeah. Gilman into the fold. You know what? He seems like a great guy. He is a great yeah, guy. Yeah, I just seems I love like him. I just, yeah. I love him. I can't say much for his friend Napolitano, oh. who, who oh, uh, anointed chancellor. him. Yeah, anointed him. The yeah. chancellor. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Gilman, uh, they always do this in, in reports. They tell the age of the person. As if somehow that's the most important factor. He could he could be anything, as far as I know. Yeah. I don't know if he's a historian, right. a biologist. Right. I don't know if he worked for Dupont mm-hmm. or Greenpeace. Right. I know nothing, but I do know that he's fifty-five years old. Oh, yeah. If you had said nine years old, he's the first in his family to go to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a time-tested leader. Well, that's see, what it says yeah, in, in the, in the promo well, stuff. Who's received mean. multiple awards. For both his scholarship and his teaching, uh, you know this is stuff I kind of assume that when you're a chancellor, you've you've gone on the award path. Yeah, you've, you know, you've, yeah. there are people that don't go on the award path. Yeah, and they end up being me. <laughs> but <laughs> you're Gilman, an award winning. Now don't say that you're an award winning writer. I hope not. You are. I hope not. you are. You already know that. But uh, anyway, all that aside. Aside from that, aside from my the man, the man is he's, he seems like a mensch, and and who uh, Chancellor Gilman a mensch? He's a good mensch. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, a mensch. He's and a good guy. and I hope that we're his favorite show on KUCI. That's right. <laughs> and now it's time for the dope, the dope report, Mom. That's right. Oh my goodness! A special a new uh, report memorial, or we say honorary yes. dope report for the new chancellor. Yep. A new study suggests marijuana is an antidote for fatal overdoses caused by prescription pain medication. Oh, really? Okay. A new research finds that deaths associated with the use of opiate drugs fell in 13 states after they legalized medical marijuana. We talked about its good effects like this last week. Compared to states with no formal access to marijuana, those that formal access... I always prefer the informal access to marijuana. But, I know uh, you do. That uh, those that allowed certain patients legal access to mar- uh, cannabis—that's uh, the same as marijuana for those of you listening at home—saw a steady drop in opiate-related overdoses that reached 33 percent on average six years after the state's medical marijuana laws took effect. Wow! There's also a growing body of research that suggests marijuana. Marijuana's psychoactive ingredients may enhance the pain-killing effects of opiate drugs, allowing patients using marijuana for pain to take lower and less dangerous doses of opiate medications. Wow. Well, you know, that's why a lot of people, that's why they tag in marijuana into the drug trade. Not so much because it's the same as heroin, Mm -hmm. but because it enhances that effect, so you take less heroin. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They can, they can, uh, you know, if you're a drug cartel, you carry a little marijuana along. 
Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. Yeah. Also, a study published recently in the Journal of Clinical Investigation and the National Institute of Health has found that cannabis compound, the cannabis compound, cannabinoidal, mm-hmm. cannabidiol. Mm-hmm. It's not cannabinol. Okay, it's cannabidiol. Okay. Often referred to as CBD, may provide a potential uh, treatment for acne. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, just you got acne. There is something. Light one up. Uh, okay. Also, uh, yeah. ISIS. You know the Islamic State. Whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Is is. I like to call them is is. 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 Yeah. yeah. It sounds very existential when you say it what, that way. What not what. Yeah. Bad not bad. Militants. Those ISIS militants have posted footage on the internet showing their members burning cannabis fields in the Syrian governorate of Aleppo. Oh, now they've gone too far. A cannabis economy has taken hold in the country's rebel-torn north over the past three years of war Mm -hmm. because everything's just getting mushed up there. A new report by the Callahan Group suggests that cannabis cures extremism. That's why they're getting rid of, you know, ISIS is burning the plants down. Okay. Wow. You think that, yeah. I mean, I, I that's, guess. That's my own, well, own I study. Mean, well, let, let's, I, I found let's, that cannabis, when I'm feeling like yeah. killing you, yeah. I usually light one up and I don't go to such extreme measures. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's look, shall we, at a religion that has embraced uh, cannabis, and that would be Rastafar. Yeah, but they're nuts. But, and, they got and that highly How, how often do you hear on. about radical Rastafarians? You know, you know, pillaging uh, the countryside, taking you know, taking women and children hostages, and and uh, beheading their their opponents. Yeah, they don't do that. They, they they tend not to do that. No, so I think we can. There's a solid case to be made. That they just have Pope Haile Selassie. They have, That's what they have. They have the prophet Haile Selassie. Yeah. yeah. So and they tend to be much less prone to that kind of behavior. Ever. Ever. A new study is challenging the relationship between depression and an imbalance of serotonin levels in the brain and brings into doubt how depression has been treated in the U.S. over the past 20 years. Researchers have bred mice who cannot produce serotonin in their brains, which should make them depressed. If you're a mouse, you don't have any serotonin. Yeah, you should be. But no, no. Instead, they found that the mice had no signs of depression, but instead acted aggressively and exhibited compulsive personality traits. Okay. So that would suggest that that's what you do, that you don't relax. And we, we seem to, in anecdotally, yeah. doesn't it seem like yeah. a lot more people are acting in an obsessive behavior? Prozac, Paxil, all those things, yeah. Zoloft, yeah. may uh, actually be doing giving people compulsive personality traits. Um, programming plug for film school. Well, I'm interviewing uh, the director of a, uh, a film called Laetrile, A Second Opinion. Uh-huh. And <laughs> it's today? Ba- yeah, today. And it's basically about these, this kind of thing. The pharmaceutical industry really sort of dictates what sort of treatments are yeah. going to be counterintuitive to what actually might work. Yeah. yeah. Five, five after we all, years after we know this. Yeah. Tw- let's see. So, this yeah. is back from 1976, yeah. 77. Yeah. 30 years after. Yeah. We, that, 40 that, years that, after. 40, we years, know it. Yeah. 40 years later, we yeah. now are pretty sure that Laetrile was it may not cure cancer but it slowed it down and that's been proven it proved in laboratory by one of the most re- renowned scientists in the world that you can slow the growth of tumors using laetrile yeah. and sloan kettering came out and said it's all a hoax and it will it's a it's quackery and those bastards and, and in the meantime they're they're, they're developing these cancer drugs yeah, that exactly. they can charge a lot for exactly yeah. right 
A Beijing hospital has carried out the world's first 3D printed vertebrae surgery. They printed this thing out, you know, if there's one of those a vertebrae. Uh-huh. And they put it in some guy's neck, 12-year-old boy's neck, and everything's good so far. Uh, how did, what was it? A Say it again. A vertebrae. In the in the neck, right? It was but a it was three D printed. Three, that's vertebrae. what I was. That's yeah. the first part. Okay, I they, just they got you. they got the uh, schematic, you know, God. online. What? Popped it in his neck. There's a new law in the works in the Philippines that may soon make it illegal to photograph strangers without their permission, even if they appear just by chance in the background or in a selfie. A law that would prohibit that. Tell me how that's going to work. <laughs> Violence continues in eastern Ukraine between uh, government forces and Russian-backed separatists following a day of confusion. Well, that would be like every day, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. It would be. Ukraine initially claimed it had reached a ceasefire with Russia only to retract the claim after Putin said his government is not a party to the conflict. Well, yeah. Yeah, right, Putin. He has nothing to do with it. Yeah, no. Putin then unveiled his own seven-point peace plan, which Ukraine, in turn, dismissed as a ruse. Yes, and they're right. A pox on you! Yeah, they're right. They are, they're clowning you. Clowning? Oh, clowning. Yeah. No, but, speaking. During a visit to Estonia, mm-hmm. President Obama squarely blamed Russia for the fighting. Yeah. He did that squarely and he vowed did. to defend Baltic states he suggested are threatened by Moscow. Yeah. Or Russia. NATO officials say they plan to approve a 4,000-member force that could rapidly de- be deployed to Eastern Europe in response to Russia's aggressive behavior. So lots of crazy stuff going uh, yeah, on over yeah, there. Yeah, I'm just going to add a couple of uh, anecdotal notes. And that, by the way, uh, the, the, uh, that was not a, a glancing blow, but it was he squarely blamed he squarely, Yeah, he, he did. He was pointed a, he, his finger. He didn't. He didn't look sideways when he did yeah. it. He looked hey, right at him. Yeah, you. hey you. I'm talking to you. Um, the one th- uh, there was a Russian general who came out uh, in an interview uh, the day before yesterday, and he said that the Soviets uh, or the Russians, pardon me, I keep saying Soviets, the Russians um, are are in the process of renouncing the um, their first strike policy, which has in the past been that the, they would not use nuclear weapons first they would always be it it would be a in retaliation yeah, they're renouncing it until they do well now they're saying that that based on what's going on in ukraine yeah there are they are now changing their military policy to yes we will if first we strike feel, first strike if we need to well i know except this is one of the top generals it's not some guy it's no not, i'm just saying in general not, what does not, that mean i promise not to hit you in the face first then I do hit you in the face when you, I mean, until you get annoyed enough, then you will hit right. someone in the face Well, first. but the thing is, is this has been one of those, one of the cornerstones of one of the few things that the Soviet Union, that the Russians and the United States have sort of been agreed upon over, you know, over the past 60 years of the Cold War was that they would not be the first to use it. You Although, get rid of your nuclear weapons. That shows me something. You sign a piece yeah, of paper I, that no, says, with, I promise not to hit you first. That's crap. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is the Russians are ramping up this rhetoric. They're, by the way, they're yeah, saying that these, they, the 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 uh, the soldiers that were found in Ukraine were on vacation. That was one of the excuses that they that well, they, they used. were. Who doesn't want to there go to the Ukraine Russian, on vacation? Russian army soldiers that uh-huh. they captured, and Putin Putin said they were on vacation and sure. they had no idea why yeah. why they got captured. And but I, the point is, is we've got to figure out Club a way Ukraine. For, for them, the Russians, to save face if they really are willing to pull back from from the Ukraine. Uh-huh. We have to figure out a way to not make Ukraine uh, a NATO nation, 
because I really do believe that at the end of the day, if Me- Mos- if I'm sorry, if Mexico were to become part of the Warsaw Pact, the United yeah. States would have reacted to that. Yeah. So we got to figure out a way out of this without killing the world, you know, destroying the world. I guess is what I'm trying to say. You say that about everything, though, Mike. Well, yeah. The militant group Islamic State released a video uh, showing the beheading of a second U.S. journalist. Mm-hmm. In, in as many weeks, Stephen Stephen Sotloff mm. uh, apparently is the one. Latest is is video release comes as Obama authorized an additional three hundred and fifty soldiers to guard the U.S. embassy in Baghdad. Yeah. The U.S. now has well over a thousand troops operating in Iraq. Yeah, although they're not supposed to be soldiers, but I don't know, they're advisors. Well, they're soldiers, but yeah, shoot, shoot that man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the curiously named Douglas MacArthur McCain. Yes. Douglas MacArthur McCain. Yes. This is a this is a uh, uh, <laughs> you know not not I I can understand that a black man would be named Douglas MacArthur McCain, but it, it does seem a little bit it's it's off to the wrong start I think. Uh huh. Anyway, Douglas MacArthur McCain of San Diego, California, became the first American reported to die fighting for is is. Of the Islamic State. Also, Italy restricted the airspace over Vatican City following reports that Iziz planned to kill the Pope. And a computer taken earlier this year from an Isl, or Iziz hideout, you mm-hmm. know, they're all kind of yeah. grouped together, yeah. revealed to have containment manuals for stealing cars, building bombs, and deploying the bubonic plague. Best read a document on biological warfare to do it next to an air conditioning. So that's how they spread the plague. Okay. Also, I heard that Al-Qaeda is a little bit upset at it is is. Yeah. And and they want to boost their brand image. Yeah, they're, Al-Qaeda. Re- they're rebranding. Well, I thought it'd be really fun if the two of them went to war against each other. They probably will. How cool is that? So, so... So there'll be more than the three million refugees that are currently running around. Oh, no, we just yeah. give them, like, you know, a big blank area to go to war. Wasn't there a made-for-TV movie in the 70s where they put an American fighter and a Russian fighter on an island? Uh-huh. And whoever won... Yeah, that was the, an episode of The Love Boat. Yeah. <laughs> that was what that was. Yeah. Or, Ta- yeah. Talk on pa- talks on power sharing. Uh, a deal between Afghanistan's rival presidential candidates have collapsed. They just went kaput. Yeah. That was the day. That was a top leader said on Monday, rekindling fears of ethnic unrest over disputed election results and a plague of locusts descended on a Malagasy capital of Antana Narivo. So this is for real. That actually happened. Yeah. In Malagasy their capital, and they said, we're going to give them to the chickens to eat, according to a 13-year-old boy. Wow, that's pretty tough talk. He was gathering up the locusts and said, you know, the the chickens. Oh, I thought he was talking about the the heads of Afghanistan. We're going to feed them to the chickens or something. If they don't die, if the chickens don't die, we'll eat them. Yeah. Well, I mean, what if they do die? Wouldn't you eat them then? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that works. By the way, we kind of, we left Issus. And, is this? and Syria. And I just wanted to mention one thing, two things. Uh, both uh, Sotloff and um, yeah. 
the, the two Foley journalists who were before beheaded, him, James yeah. Foley, were reportedly waterboarded before they were uh, killed by ISIS. Just and I, I just well, I mean immediately before or during no, during they were trying cap- to get some information during their out capture, of them yeah, during the time that they were in captive I I, I in captivity captive. And the other thing was um, Joe Biden's response. Did you hear this? Oh, yeah. He said we'd follow him to the gates of hell. Now, look, everybody's upset. I'm not trying to diminish the anger over what's been happening, especially to these two journalists. But listening to Joe Biden, it was it was embarrassing to hear that sort of. I I don't know what I don't know. I don't know. You're just all so sensitive. It was just a get tough pinky moment. That's all. He okay. was sitting there. He was puffing himself up. Yeah. He, he, there's there is an element of of the political yeah, demographic that the Democrats appeal to that want to hear that. I know they don't, and that's the vice president's job you know, is to get himself agitated in that way, so that Obama can come out and be the voice of reason. I I I, I understand. So what was the, embarrassing? It, it's just it's just. It's such a long I'm not going to go I'm not going to talk about all this stuff except to say we have such a history of we're ready to obliterate our enemies uh, through all kinds of violent means. Uh But we never go back and we rarely, if ever, go back and look at the reasons why there is such radicalism in this part of the world, why we've supported radical regimes who have repressed their people for for decades and. And why the why is this dynamic in place in this region of the world? Mm-hmm. So every time something bad happens to somebody that we care about, including our own people, which is a tragedy, I'm not diminishing that, that we just never get to this real discussion about support for the Saudis and support for all in Egypt and all these countries that have repressed their people to the point where they will take up guns and they will do things and they will follow lunatics into battle because of it. And I just wish we, I just hate, when I hear Joe Biden do it, it just reminds me of all of that. So, I'm just saying don't we don't have. reminded of that. No, I, no, I want to, I want everyone to be reminded, but let's have that discussion. Instead, we get this, this kind of pep rally. Well, that, that should happen way before Joe Biden. Steven Seagal the, moment. Joe, Joe and, Biden and, was a, was a, not I a reasoned response to it, but yeah. it was a response that I think people, some people needed to hear. Yeah. Okay. They, they, you know, they wanted to know that. Yeah, some people actually believe that the United States would just kind of let those things happen and not really care. Yeah. Okay. And I, that's all. Yeah. I, I, I understand. I, I'm going to move on. Yeah. I, I'm tired okay, of international stuff. Done. Really? Oh, then we're, we're done, done with inter. Yeah, I'm Why? tired of that. You do this to me. It's just like, okay. Okay. All I right. Don't do anything to you. No. We're, we're talking about international stuff. Yeah, okay, stuff. good. Okay, good. Yeah. That's it. Oh, yeah. One line. Okay. Israel just approved the largest uh, seizure of Palestinian land in three decades, yeah. over 1,000 acres near Bethlehem, will help expand an already illegal West Bank settlement. Uh, and there was a major outcry over that. Yeah. Uh, that's about it. That's, that's it. it. Now, let's see. Well, I got, yeah, you know, there's yeah. other, there's yeah. lots of, of yeah, uh, that's domestic stuff to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I know there is. I know. A lot of that. Tons. A lot of that. Have you seen Mahler lately? I haven't. No, I told you, I haven't hardly seen him. Where is he? <laughs> Oh, there he is. There, yeah. All right. What's he doing? I don't know. What? Secret stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, secret <laughs> stuff. What, I, see, we I hadn't had to gotten to, to it already. He's, he's yeah. wondering what I'm sure he was. Hackers who stole. Yeah. Hackers who stole gigabytes of data from JP Morgan Chase and Company have been trying to send a message that U.S. financial institutions can be disrupted. This is according to the former director of the NSA, General Keith Alexander. 
So what he's saying is this whole thing was was actually a a, a warning or a uh, oh really yeah. okay an object lesson yeah okay how would he know I see know. things like that upset me more well, than Biden yeah okay it, it seems right. like this is, it seems like a setup I can be outraged yeah. by that too because what's going to happen next yeah. is is that the government is going to pay for this massive protection of U.S. financial institutions online yeah which will probably affect the uh, uh, you know net neutrality in some way I don't know yeah but it would seem no that, that you're right there's, there, what they're going for is right. more control of the internet here and yeah this is a way to get it exactly the FBI is investigating the cyber attack uh, against Morgan where whether other banks were penetrated th- that's their words yeah penetrated Maybe. I loved what yeah <laughs> in retaliation for U.S. back sanctions on Russia according to people familiar with the investigation who asked not to be identified because the probe is still underway that's what they said by the way isn't Alexander he you said former director of the NSA right uh-huh. isn't he the guy that's now he set up his own uh, private consulting yeah, uh, he's firm, probably selling uh, and he's making a million dollars a month yeah. so this is yeah. the same guy who's saying oh, we got to do something and by yeah. the way I just happen yeah. to be the guy that can consider make the that source happen. yeah also in secret stuff, a federal appeals panel heard arguments in New York City from attorneys representing the ACLU and the United States government as the court considers the future of controversial phone surveillance programs. The three democratically appointed judges serving the second court of appeals spent two hours asking questions of the ACLU and Justice Department lawyers during the hearing but reserved making decision just yet concerning the matter at hand, you know, about all the gathering of data. And what's legal? U.S. intelligence community's reliance on Section 215 of the Patriot Act to receive in bulk the metadata or raw call records pertaining to the daily phone habits of millions of Americans. That's what's in question here. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of stuff's going into, you know, a lot of um, questions are being asked. Who has what right where? You know, the problem with making the argument for less intrusion of, of these kinds of technologies into our life is what? that at the end of the day, you, there's something you can't exactly quantify in a legal argument, and that uh-huh. and that comes down to trust. You have yeah. to have some level. There has to be some accommodation for allowing, trusting people to some extent, because you can always make the countervailing argument, well, it's possible that they could do X, Y, Z. This is this is why I think this is always going to be a losing argument. At the end of the day, holding on to our Fourth Amendment rights and our First Amendment rights is there will always be a countervailing argument that says, well, this happened. We have a concrete example of this abusing the First Amendment and the Fourth Amendment. So therefore, we have to be, we have to essentially take all these things away. There's always going to be a very we have difficult. to take the rights of people away because we because might we do need something. To know the information. Yeah, well, is that right? Well. Is that well, what you're trying to say? Well, here? What I'm trying to say because you were saying X, Y, and Z, and A, B, and C, and yes. I didn't know what was going on. All right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We need to know that you, because we know you might be capable of doing things that are terrible, and that's always going to be a possibility. So, Me, in order personally? to hold on to yes, especially you. Now, and in and in so in order to make sure that never happens, we have to be able to take away these rights from you whenever it's convenient for us to do so. Okay. All right. I'm sure they're talking about that. The ACLU is repping us. They're right there being I asked understand. Questions. I'm sure they're making that argument. Yeah. I hope they're doing a very, very good case uh, <laughs> argument. Yeah, yeah. All right, now, I'll say it. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, on the web at KUCI.org.
Now a little bit of drones in the news. Mm -hmm. The U.S. military killed at least six people in a drone attack in Somalia. The Pentagon says it struck a deal. It struck a meeting, not a deal. It struck a meeting of leaders with the militant group Al-Shabaab. Is that a barbecue place? (laughs) But it's still confirming victims' identities. In Washington, Pentagon spokesman John Kirby said Al-Shabaab leader Ahmed Abdi Godain may have been among those killed. Also, the Pentagon is preparing to open a drone base in one of the remotest places on Earth, KUCI. (laughs) An ancient caravan, crossroads in the middle of the Sahara. After months of negotiations, the government of Niger, a landlocked West African nation, has authorized the U.S. military to fly unarmed drones from the mud-walled desert city of Agadez, according to Nigerian and U.S. officials. The previous undisclosed decision... Huh. The previously undisclosed... I see what they're saying. Decision gives the Pentagon another surveillance hub, and that's its second in Niger and the third in the region. The track is long. So what have we been saying for the last couple of years, that Africa is the new Middle East. Uh It's going to be the place where we spend spend a lot of money and time and military. It's the new oil field. It's the new oil field. It's all that stuff. Yeah. What do I do here? (sighs) I don't know. I got one. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I guess. I guess we're, I'm. You got any secret stuff? Uh, or, or you got any drones? Because mm, I'm going to move into it. domestic. Co- yeah, news. do that. Because yeah. you covered drones. Go ahead. No, I'm done with that. What oh, you said? I got one. Always going to go back to a science story, but I'll do that at the end. Really? Yes. The Justice Department is launching a civil rights probe of the police department in Ferguson, Missouri. You know that. Mm-hmm. Michael Brown killed last month there. The investigation is separate from another civil rights investigation specifically into Brown's killing at the hands of Ferguson officer Darren Wilson. The announcement follows weeks of protests, yada, yada, yada. Mm. And it could expand this probe into uh, areas surrounding Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, this yes. is something that's kind of gone under the, the radar, but it has to do with the Supreme Court. Salinas mm. versus Texas. Okay. The court held that you remain silent at your own peril or a Perel, or however you want. Uh-huh. The uh, court said that this is true even before you're arrested, when the police are just informally, formally asking you questions. If you're silent, they can hold that against you. Really? When they're just saying, how you, uh, how you doing? Or, well, I thought you know, that was the Fifth did Amendment. Did you see any of this? The Fifth Amendment. I know. You have to specifically invoke that right. Oh, my God. At that God. point in time, you have to specifically say... I refuse to answer on the grounds that it might incriminate me or something along those lines. Uh, Now people have to invoke that right to remain silent even when they're not formal suspects and they haven't been uh, they haven't been read the Miranda rights. Yeah, I know you're going what? Mike's Mike. I am a gasp. gasp, The dog is is drooping. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Well, Supreme Court. And you know and you know how the vote went. (laughs) You know. You know, Scalia yeah. said, you know, just said the stupidest things, you know, about, well, you know, we got it. We have to protect the rights of police officers. And yeah, but this is ridiculous. Someone's just seen a crime committed. You're um, being asked informally by the police what happened. You might be silent for all sorts of reasons, yeah. including you don't know. And then you remember. Or, yeah. 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 I mean, who knows what's going on there? Yeah. They can they can hold that against you. Wow. Well, that's wow. Salinas versus Texas. That's sort of yeah. what I was saying earlier. Yeah. Kind of. All right. Over a period of 80 years, Mike, 
2,000 miles, square miles, not just miles, but square miles of Louisiana coastal land has been covered by water, and scientists predict has been covered by water. In other in, words, in the last few yeah, years, in the yeah. last 80 years. Oh, 80 years. Okay. Yeah. And scientists predict an increase in the rate of Louisiana land loss to the Gulf of Mexico in the future. This is according to the National Oceanic Atmospheric, Atmospheric Administration. Right. They estimate that by the year 2100, the Gulf of Mexico will rise 4.3 feet in an area with an average elevation of 3 feet. Oh. Yeah. If those predictions are accurate, the majority of southeast Louisiana will be submerged. Scientists estimate that certain areas of, Louis, of the Louisiana coast are disappearing at a rate of one football field with each passing hour. I, I heard this. And a lot of this has to do with the uh, oil refineries yeah. that are down in that part of uh, Louisiana. They are, and also just poor poli public policy yeah. allowing it to happen. Wow. The land in question is essential to uh, our current way of life here in America. It is... Uh, located in uh, one half of the United States oil refineries are there. Yeah. One half yeah. of our oil refineries yeah, are there, yeah. Yeah. which serve 90% of our offshore oil energy production and 30% of our total supply of oil and gas. Not that we can't get it out when it's submerged, but that's going to change the whole equation. And th there's another byproduct of this uh, incursion of, of seawater into the, the, the coastline, and that is, and this has happened, this is a, a fact of life in Los Angeles County, I know this for to be true, that as, as seawater in, uh, finds its way onto shore, it finds its way down into our water table and into our aquifers, and yeah. it then that makes them uh, unusable. And in Los Angeles County, they actually have a, I think I mentioned this before, yeah. we have a seawater barrier that injects water to create a seawall, a, a water wall to prevent seawater from encro encroaching into our, wa our fresh water supply. Mm -hmm. And as this happens in Louisiana and, other, and Florida and other parts of the country, we're going to, I don't know what we're going to do, but it will eventually uh, have a dramatic impact on our water supply. The Detroit area, speaking of water supplies... The a resident convicted? No, no, I'm, I've got that wrong. I saw Detroit, and the first thing I thought of was water. You know how they're cutting y back on? Yes, yes, on, uh, yes. They're they're cutting the. Uh, There's something the they're doing. You mean they're doing something no, other yeah, than yeah, that? Yeah. You, you remember this? Uh, mm. The the resident mm. convicted in the killing of unarmed African American 19 year old Renisha McBride. Yeah. He was sentenced to a minimum of 17 years in prison. Theodore Wafer or Teddy Wafer, as we like to call him, was found guilty of second-degree murder and manslaughter for shooting McBride on the porch of oh, his right, home last right. November. McBride was apparently seeking help after a car crash when Wafer shot her in the face through a screen door. She, uh, her, par her apparent crime was she was African-American. Or well, he feared for his life. Yeah, yeah. her apparent crime was being African-American. Okay. Well... He feared for his life. Okay. You know, I, yeah, it's, it's, that's the sad part. Yeah. That, you know, if, if Christy Brinkley had come to his house or yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. and done exactly the same thing. Doubtful he would have shot her in the face. Yeah. I, you know, you got to wonder what were the dividing lines there. Hmm. Say if uh, Say John if Goodman came to the door. I wonder if he'd have been shot in the face. I, I think that's an open question for all the Weekly Signals uh, yeah. uh, listeners. They should come up with a list of people who would or would, would not, not have been, been shot, shot in the face. face. I and think. send that list to info, yeah. I-N-F-O dot uh, at. 
not dot info at nathancallahan.com yeah. we'll review them and yeah. uh yeah I'll pass them along and a winner will be chosen yes i don't know what they'll win no just they'll be featured on weekly signals That's featured their name will be read incessantly. yeah allowed. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 17 <laughs> fake cell phone towers were discovered across the u.s last week Fake ones. Yeah, according to Popular Science Magazine. Why would they have... Rather than offering cell phone service, the towers appeared to be connecting to nearby phones, bypassing their encryption, and tapping calls or reading texts. Oh. Yeah. So do we think that... 17 of the towers were found in July, but the report implied that there were more out there. Yeah. Yeah. And although it's unclear who owns the towers, several of them are located near U.S. military bases. Yeah. Now, we don't know. That just makes people paranoid. (laughs) Okay. U.S. military bases, however, are usually on the outskirts of things. Yeah. And it's an easy place. If I'm going to hide a tower like that, that might be where I hide it. Because nobody in the military knows what's going on. That's for sure. And people driving by are just figuring, yeah. You know, it's a tower going up near the military base. Yeah, interesting. I just think that's very curious, though. That well, there's got to look. They're gathering all this, all yeah. this data up around. There's got to be an infrastructure for this. It's not like it happens because they wish it to happen. It could be Google. It could. Well, who yeah. knows? Yeah, and we need could to be, find out. Could I be hope, Bill Gates. I hope they pursue and uh, pursue this and find out. But could it be is John Goodman. It could be John Goodman. <laughs> He's notorious for that sort of thing. A federal program that sees local police forces hand over immigrants immigrant detainees for potential deportation has been found to have no effect on lowering crime rates. Oh, yeah, I yeah. saw this. I saw that, yes. Under that's the a, U.S. Immigration yeah. and Customs Enforcement Program Secure Communities, that's the name of it. God, why do they name these things? Jesus, F. Christ. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you have no idea what anything actually is. It's called Secure Communities. Yeah. Why don't they call it the, the, the Department of Deportation. At least I know what's going on. Secure communities. What? It, it's, 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 it's the same thing as Zoloft, you know? <laughs> it's, they just made up this name for a drug that, as far as I know, uh, screws up your focus. Yeah. 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 And now secure communities. Anyway, local police, police share detainees' fingerprints with the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, Jesus. George Orwell which can then lead to deportation. But a new study shows that the program has no meaningful reduction in the overall crime rate of communities involved. The authors say their study calls into question the longstanding assumption that deporting non-citizens who commit crimes is an effective crime control strategy. Hmm. (sighs) California could soon be the first state to ban single-use plastic bags because Jerry Brown's getting ready to sign it. Yep. He's going to sign that bill. They've been leaning on him to do that. Yeah. Lawmakers yeah. are sending the uh, Brown the bill, yeah. and he said yesterday he was going to sign oh, it. Oh, he did? Yeah, he said, well, he said, he'll. I don't know, Seriously he, he equivocated consider. a, a yeah, okay. little bit, but it sounds like he's going to. Uh, well, there's a lot of the Amer- this American Chemical uh, Council has yeah. been leaning hard on him not to because they, there's oh, yeah. a lot of money... In, in plastic, plastic. Yeah. and it's uh, so. The bill will prohibit single-use plastic bags at grocery stores and large pharmacies in 2015, and at convenience stores in 2016. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's exactly how it rolled out. It, yeah. Now before. it allows grocers to charge 10 cents for paper and reusable bags. Yeah. Now the grocers, they got that covered. Yeah. It's the plastics industry. Right. That's how they they. That's how they get finagled you. the grocers into this. Yeah. It also includes two million dollars in loans to help manufacturers shift to a new model. Retool. So, yeah, yeah. That's all. 
And that's what we were talking about last time, was that they, a lot of the manufacturers in L.A. County now have switched to making mm. reusable bags. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this does not, I'll say it again, this does not impact if, you, if you're buying peaches and you grab one of those little plastic bags to put your peaches, it doesn't impact that. It's, uh-huh. it's those, it's the, um, the Kmart bags, you know, the little, pla- those plastic bags are the ones they consider the single-use bags. Yeah. When you get you, when you buy all your crap and they throw it in a little plastic bag at Kmart, yeah, that's the stuff that you're not going to see anymore. So there you go. The bill. This is one of my favorite sentences in the news. The bill was opposed by bag makers and some Republicans. <laughs> you know, it's almost like I want to make that into a T-shirt. It's it's so sweet. It is sweet. Tesla's $5 billion battery gigafactory will be uh, constructed outside Reno. That makes Nevada the winner of a five-state (laughs) bake-off. Texas, California, who else? Against Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and California. Despite months of negotiating for the best possible deal among the states, Tesla was going to do this anyway. Yeah. I mean, this wasn't this wasn't a loss for California. This was Tesla stringing anybody out just in case they gave them a better deal. They gave a strong indication that it knew they were going there. Tesla did back in July. It broke ground in in uh, in Nevada mm-hmm. and prepared the site uh, for the Giga factory there. Yeah. yeah, they were getting ready. Nevada's win is certainly good news for the state, which ultimately will get up to sixty five hundred new jobs. Nevada is the home of the country's only active lithium mine oh that's the big well, deal there it is there, yeah. that's the whole thing bingo it also offers up renewable energy to tesla so they're going to have those big fields full of Solar mirrors that will bake it'll, all the it'll, birds that'll knock the birds out of the sky yeah. that is so depressing to hear that i'm so bummed yeah i don't know how you get around that how do you not make the mirrors reflect this. Well, you let people do their own. Yeah, uh, well, no, you're solar right. Solar panels. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that, the good, reflective yeah. thing is going toward one big, yeah, uh, receptor in the middle that's baking it all down yeah. into energy. Yeah, no, that's true. But if you just let people have their own solar panels, they don't reflect enough light to disintegrate a bird. I know. Yeah. You could op- you could open up a restaurant at one on one side of the yeah. solar panel field. Yeah. You could. A restaurant? A restaurant. A birdie restaurant? You're just catching them as Do you they like fall. that idea, yeah. Mahler? What do you think of that idea, Mahler? Baked birds? Baked bird restaurant. How about that, Bill? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, baked see, birds. Yeah. He likes yeah. that idea. He likes baked He's, birds. He likes them. Yeah. Yeah. Halliburton agreed to pay a $1.1 billion fine for its role in <laughs> British Petroleum's 2010 oil spill. That's only part of the great story that came yeah, out yesterday. That was the worst in U.S. history. The White yeah. House panel found BP. Yeah. And Halliburton ignored critical design flaws in the well, in the cementing just before the explosion. Halliburton later pleaded guilty to destroying evidence relevant to the investigation. Yeah. And the bulk of Halliburton's settlement money will go to local residents and businesses. Well, now, the uh, Oceanic, whatever they were called, there, there's three companies involved. BP, they're the ones whose oil was spilling out into the Gulf yeah. to the tune of thousands and thousands and thousands of millions of, of gallons of crude oil they were responsible for the settlement that was reached yesterday uh-huh. right it was a uh, the 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 findings found them grossly negligent BP to the point to the tune of 67 percent responsibility for the oil spill another 30 percent responsibility went to oceanic whatever the ones who made the actual 
blowout protector, that device that fitted over the well, uh -huh. that when that blew up, they were responsible for 30% and Halliburton 7%. And, and what they're saying is if this goes to a settlement, the, 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 uh, there could be as much as $18 billion more that BP will have to pay out yeah. as a result of the oil spill. Police in Texas are upset after police reportedly swarmed a Texas high school because a girl may have had a miscarriage in one of the bathrooms. That was the response, just a possible fetus. Okay. You, you got helicopters hovering over the school, literally helicopters over, over a high school because... Because uh, a, a woman aborted a fetus, mm -hmm. and we—they don't even know the details. Mm -hmm. It might have been, well, a, yeah. a miscarriage. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Two African American half brothers have been exonerated of rape and murder convictions in North Carolina after nearly 30 years behind bars. After over 30 years, that would be Henry Lee McCullum and Leon Brown, who have mental disabilities. Yeah. Yeah. They're found guilty of the rape and murder of an 11-year-old girl in the in 1983. Yeah. There's no physical evidence tying them to the crime, but police obtained confessions from both McCallum and Brown because they were not all there. Yeah. Let's be yeah. honest. And they found it's a DNA evidence thing. But here's the, here's the curious part. In 2010, the North Carolina Republican Party pasted McCollum's mugshot on campaign mailers. This is a guy who hasn't even committed a crime. Right. But because of their Well, because he killed, quote-unquote, killed an 11-year-old, they use him as kind of the Willie Horton of yeah. their— of their. Of oh, their, absolutely. Yeah. But, but it, it's such a flawed system. But we still use them as promotional for something that is flawed. Yeah, exactly. In 1994, Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia, yeah, piece of crap, yeah, pointed to McCollum as an example of why the death penalty is just. Yeah. Anybody who likes Scalia out there, keep that in mind. Yeah, just keep that this in mind. This is a Supreme Court Justice who pointed to a man not guilty of a crime sentenced to death as a reason for the death penalty. And, and, and by the way, lest you say, well, this is new evidence. No, actually, from the very beginning, people were saying, yeah. these guys were mentally not right. We have no idea. And there's no physical evidence tying them to the crime. Yeah. None. And they are. And so, but yeah. that didn't keep them from using them as poster children for this kind of crap. Uh, and police in Austin, Texas, were attempting to trace the origins of a human skull that had been donated to the Goodwill. Yes, that's all. I thought yeah, that was another fun little sentence. Well, you yeah, you go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Sciences are finding, uh, science now is looking into the idea that tiny computers are Im actually embedded in the human skin. They're finding that it, that these neurons extend to our fingertips, perform the same sorts of calculations that take place in the cerebral cortex. Yeah. So you're saying we're, we're, they're, they're, little, they're organic. Computers. There are, yeah, organic yeah. computers in our extremities, all over our bodies, but basically in the neurons, and in this case, yeah. in the, our fingertips. That's cool. And these are processing information and data independently of the brain, of the cerebral cortex. And what they're, well, the cool thing about this is they're saying the discovery has the potential to change the current approach to rehabilitation when it comes to nerve injury. Yeah. Since the current assumption is that the cerebral cortex is doing all the work in the system. Yeah. So I think this is a super. Very cool. cool discovery. Yeah. So, thought I'd pass along. You can check that out at my uh, my Flipboard uh, magazine for weekly signals. You can check that out. It's weekly signals. You're yeah, it's, we it's weekly signals. Yeah, you're looking, yeah. yeah it's weekly look at right there. It says, "Look at that weekly signals." Somewhere. Mike K. It says Mike K. You're right there. Week Mike Mike K. News, uh, news update. Go Mike to Mike K. K. You can go to MK. Uh, go to MK at Flip Sparky. And then you That's can check crazy. out at, at Weekly Signals MK News Updates. Flip Sparky. Flip Sparky. What is that? I don't know.
God, you sound like some junior high school girl. <laughs> no, if I was a junior high school girl, I would like Flip Sparky. That exactly. Would be, yeah. That's the point. That's, what I'm That's the point. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and finally, and finally, Mike. Did you see that? What? Yeah. What's going on? We have a new. We can, what? What? We can what? watch, what? We can watch what? Sheldon Abbott. What? From here. Oh, what is it? He. What is he after? Now? I don't know. What? What? Jeez. Oh, oh, come on. Oh man. Come on, Mahler. Come on. <laughs> he laughs about it. And finally, the Japanese government asked residents to stockpile toilet paper in case an earthquake strikes the country's primary toilet paper producing region. Yeah, good idea. Stock up. <laughs>